Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Hi guys, welcome back to the Fearless in Love podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the most important skill that you could ever have. And in fact, if I was to teach you one thing that would change your life, change your anxiety, it would be this. And that is learning how to self-soothe when your relationship wounds are triggered. So get nice and cozy. I'm sitting here with my heated blanket and Harriet, my wiener dog, is in the room listening in. Actually, she listens into all of our podcasts. She's her own little relationship expert now. I'm starting to think maybe I should make her the healing with hand mascot, like a a big picture of Harriet on our logo. I'm kind of joking, but also not because you guys know how much I love my wiener dogs and how obsessed I am. But yeah, she's our little honorary listener, so know that you're listening along with Harriet today. And I'm just going to get right in. I feel like I say that every time. I'm going to dive right in, but that's what we're going to do. So let's start with what is a relationship wound? So to me, this is my word for something that has happened to you in your past that has gotten stuck in your body-mind system. So it could be an emotion, some sort of event, a memory that you're still carrying with you, a belief. And now whenever you're around your partner and something he does reminds you of that relationship wound subconsciously because you're not conscious of this you're not thinking oh this reminds me of that time it's all going on underneath your conscious awareness but something happens that reminds you of that or gives you the same feeling as that and then that is what most people call a trigger so you get super upset and the emotion doesn't really match the circumstance like it's a lot of emotion for something that most people wouldn't be emotionally reacting to This isn't talking about like your partner yelling at you or having something happen that's really scary. This is about the small things that are subjectively small, but your reaction is very big. And you might not even know why your reaction is so big. And it's really frustrating because in that moment, part of you might be like, wait a minute, why am I having this reaction? This is really big. But usually you're in the problem and you really believe that the thing that your partner has done or the way that your partner is, is the issue. It's not that you have something within you that's the issue. You believe that it's your partner. So it'll cause a fight or an argument or you might just keep needing reassurance over and over and over again, but it keeps on coming up. And the reason it keeps coming up is because 
it's still an open loop. It's still within your body-mind system until you're able to heal and release that relationship wound from the root so that it doesn't have to keep getting reactivated by your current partner. This is why I always say your relationship anxiety is less to do with your current partner and more to do with your past. So a couple examples of relationship wounds, just so you guys are on the same page as me, are let's say you were cheated on in the past by somebody else or growing up you were made to feel not enough by one of your parents or you saw your father being really inconsistent in his love for your mom and so that developed a wound or a belief that my partner, my future partner is always going to be inconsistent with me. It's kind of like you develop this roadmap at a young age of what love is and what to expect. And the roadmap is even worse if something big has happened or some kind of trauma has occurred that's attached to a lot of emotion. So this could be something big like your family member passed away and so now you're terrified of losing the ones that you love or one of your parents cheated on each other or it could be something smaller and more repeated like your sibling growing up when you were at a young age constantly put you down and made fun of you. Trauma isn't what happens to you. It's your reaction to what happens to you. So There's not necessarily a way to label something as trauma and just say, like, if this happens to anybody, it's a traumatic experience. No. Two people could be in a car crash, the same one, and one of them could be traumatized and one of them could walk away with absolutely no mental repercussions. It's not about the actual thing. It's just about how your body responds to that thing. And it could even be something small. Growing up as a kid, the things that we may not take personally now, we took very personal back then. I'm going to give you my example. Growing up, I could never remember going through anything really, really big that caused me a lot of pain. And I went to a therapist, the first therapist I ever talked to about my relationship anxiety, who by the way, (laughs) made me feel so much worse. I went to a lot of therapists that made me feel worse about my relationship anxiety because they simply didn't know what it was. But anyways, I remember her saying, did you have any trauma happen to you growing up? And my answer was no. Like, no, no, I had a good childhood. Nothing happened. I had amazing parents, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, I'm going to look more into this because it really seems like something is affecting you. And I realized... Because something had happened that had taken my parents' attention away from me for a couple years, they're still amazing and gave me a lot of attention and I wasn't neglected by any means at all. But since I was so attuned to them and their stress levels and everything like that, something happened that ended up making me feel like I wasn't the number one priority. And then I actually remember finding journals that I had written when I was probably around nine years old talking about how I don't feel loved 
and I don't feel like a priority over the most silly little things. Like these journals were very funny. And even though I was laughing when I read them, I was probably 16 at the time when I was reading these, I broke down crying, like complete sobbing. And I was like, this is so silly. Why am I crying about this? And it's because in that moment, even though there was a lot going on in my family and I was getting adequate love and attention, I could tell that something wasn't right and I was taking it in. I was taking it personally to mean that I'm not a priority because as kids, a lot of the times we don't have that rational ability yet to be like, oh, like all of this is going on. My parents are stressed. That's why they're not around or that's why they didn't say goodnight to me tonight or seem distracted. It could be like the tiniest of things, but we pick up on it. So yeah, that's that's what I realized is that I had that relationship wound of I'm not a priority and then going into my current relationship with my partner Alex that was always my biggest fear that was my relationship wound and so whenever he would show even the slightest hint of choosing something else over me even if it was like the tiniest thing that makes total sense I would have that reaction because I would feel those feelings come back up of I'm not a priority since I had that wound within me and I was constantly looking for evidence to prove that that was true because that was my map of reality, right? For example, I remember the first time that I flew to Germany. If you guys are new here, I talk in the first episode about how Alex is a soccer player. He played in Germany for a long time and I would go visit him. The first time I flew to Germany to see him, It was during the pandemic and he had something important going on that was stopping him from picking me up at the airport. He couldn't do it. And for me, because he wasn't picking me up, it brought up those feelings of I'm not a priority. And I would always go and think his career is more important. And I would get so upset and I would get so sad and I would say things and in a state of reaction like, you care about soccer more than me or you care about so-and-so more than me. Even if it was over like the tiniest thing or something that he couldn't control. And then once I was able to heal my relationship wounds and release them and release that belief and that worry and fear that I'm not a priority and I'll never be a priority, I was able to stay neutral and stay in my power and think logically during those types of situations because what happens when you're in those situations and an old wound is reactivated you go into a survival state and in that survival state you're not able to access the part of your brain that is more logical your prefrontal cortex in that moment you're taken back to the emotions that you were feeling when you first took in that relationship wound and you're flooded with these emotions You're not thinking about the repercussions of what you say or reminded of how much your partner does love you. You are in that moment trying to survive the emotion. You don't care about anything else. And so instead of responding and taking a step back and thinking it through, you just react. And the issue with reacting is that usually it triggers the other person as well. 
especially if they have some sort of relationship wound to being attacked or criticized. So in my case, my partner had avoidant attachment, which goes along with a deep fear of being a failure in somebody else's eyes. So then he would react to my reaction and then I would feel like less of a priority and even more upset and I'd react more and then he'd react more and it's this negative cycle that we got caught into. And so today we're going to talk about a couple strategies that you can use to self-soothe in the moment that these relationship wounds come up. I'm not going to talk about the deeper work of releasing and healing these relationship wounds because it's just way too complex for a podcast episode and something that I think you should be doing with some sort of practitioner or in an actual longer program, which by the way, I am actually working on one right now. I can't say too much, but it is going to take you through exactly what I did to heal my relationship wounds and to set myself free from them. So if you'd like more information, there's currently a very early bird special to get $1,000 off if you get in the program early. I'm not going to say the information on here, but if you would like to hear more, DM me on Instagram at healingwithhan underscore underscore. I'll put my Instagram in the show notes and send me the word academy. A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. And then you'll automatically be sent some more information. And of course, as the time gets closer and closer, I'm going to be talking more about this on my Instagram story. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, let's talk about how to self-soothe in these very scary, uncomfortable situations when the wound is brought up. First of all, just so you know, There actually is a little bit of deep work to be done if you take advantage of these triggers because with every single event that happens that brings this emotion up to the surface, you have two choices. You can either stuff the emotion down and react and do something that's going to make it worse or you can respond to the trigger, take some time to yourself and work on feeling the emotions that come with it. And as you feel the emotions, that's when you'll be able to release some of the emotion. And if you do this over and over and over again, you're creating a new pattern and you're showing yourself that you are stronger than that emotion. So it no longer has to be this big, scary thing that you react to. Okay, first of all, when you start to feel that emotion inside, I want you to notice how it usually comes up for you. For me, it was this feeling either in my solar plexus right above my belly button or in my chest. And the reason I want you to get familiar with that is so that you'll be able to recognize it earlier on as soon as you feel it coming up. Because the bigger it gets, the harder it is to walk away and self-soothe. So you notice that it's there. Like, okay, this is one of those relationship wounds. You don't necessarily have to know what the relationship wound is, where it came from, what happened to you that started this relationship wound. What's the most important is how you deal with it. So what I say to my clients is as soon as you feel it coming up, you can name it, 
you can tell your partner, I'm feeling a lot of emotion right now. I need to take a step aside. I will come back to this conversation in 10 minutes once I've calmed down. If your partner is anxious or they have anxious attachment, very important to tell them that you are going to revisit the conversation and when you're going to revisit the conversation because somebody with anxious attachment is going to feel very anxious leaving that kind of thing, leaving an argument open. And then once you've done that, once you've named it and let your partner know, you go somewhere quiet. For me, I like to go for a walk or do some sort of exercise if it's really big emotion. You know the times when it feels like something really bad is going to happen and you just can't imagine sitting with your feelings in meditation? Those are the times that I walk or sometimes I'll even go to the treadmill in my complex and run. Another thing that you could do is you could do a shaking practice where you put on a song and you literally just dance or shake your body, shake your arms out, shake your legs out and move around. Even if you look like a crazy person, it doesn't matter. You're moving the energy. It's likely that in that moment, the survival response that you're having is to energize you so that you can escape a threat. For example, if a lion was chasing you, you would run away from the lion. So you can move the energy to basically show your body, okay, I'm getting rid of it, everything's okay, we can go back to homeostasis now. And then the other option is to do the opposite, which is usually what works for me. I encourage you to play around with both options and figure out what works best for you because everybody's different or even what is going to work best in a specific moment because sometimes we need different things. But this one requires going into a calm, quiet room, sitting down, closing your eyes if that feels good, and either meditating, slowing down your mind, doing breath work, so that's going to help you calm down your sympathetic nervous system in that moment. Or you could work on just putting your hand over top of the place that feels really triggered or emotional and breathing into it and feeling the emotion. Remember, feeling is healing unless the emotion is so overpowering that you're getting flooded by it. In that case, that is harmful, more harmful than helpful. So use your judgment there and work on being with the emotion as much as you can to the point where it is not feeling overwhelming. If you're in the Fearless and Love Club, we have audios in there, self-soothe audios that you can use. So when you're in these situations, you can sit down, you can go and find an audio that is specific to your situation and it'll actually be my voice calming you down, reminding you of important points and bringing you through different practices to settle your nervous system. So those are really helpful tools as well. And then the last thing that I want to add in, because sometimes we've done these things and we've gave them our all and we're still feeling anxious, which is totally normal, especially if you're just at the beginning of dealing with these relationship wounds. You can always take a nap. That is an amazing reset. Or you can do something to distract yourself. Get your mind onto another 
subject because if I'm looking at it through an energetic lens, the thing that you're focusing on right now within your relationship is probably making you feel really bad. It's putting you at a very low vibration. And so if we can get you focusing on something else, then your vibration should automatically rise because you're no longer focusing on the thing that is perpetuating the negative thoughts. I hope that makes sense. So could be anything. For me, even like today, for example, I can give you a small example. I was feeling a little bit of stress and tension today and I just found myself getting really in my head. I have ADHD and I find I get overwhelmed really easily. And so in that moment, I noticed that I was feeling that way and I had two choices. I could either push through and do something that was going to make me feel worse or I could change my focus completely onto something that was going to make me feel better. So what did I do in the middle of my day? I made myself, or I didn't make it for myself, I heated up some soup. I got a special drink because you know I love my sparkling waters, my coffee, any kind of special drink, but I got a sparkling water and I sat down with my heated blanket and watched an episode of Gilmore Girls. I wasn't even 10 minutes in when I started to feel better and I started doing the things that I was supposed to be doing. It's as simple as that. Or times when I was feeling super, super anxious, I was deep in my relationship anxiety, it really helped me to be around other people. So I would go talk to my family or I'd go out with a friend or I would call my grandma, whatever it was, something just to change my mind onto something other than my relationship. And then usually sometimes, when if I had caught, caught it early enough and it wasn't like an ongoing big problem, when I would go back to my relationship and I would have the conversation, return to the conversation, I would feel much better. Sometimes it's as simple as that. And it's going to get easier and easier and easier for you to self-soothe the more that you practice it and the more that you work on the deeper things that are going on. So just remember that it doesn't have to be perfect right away. This can be something that you're constantly working on. And to be honest, not many people know how to do this. Like when I look around, it's shocking how many people are just reacting to their triggers and don't even know how to self-soothe or self-regulate to access a place of power. They're just like regurgitating whatever emotional stuff comes up to the surface, which does not feel good. I don't know about you, but I feel like the worst feeling ever is reacting in a moment of being super emotional. And then you get to a place where you're calm and you're feeling good and you're like, why did I have to say that? I wish I could just go back in time and handle that differently. So yeah, this is not only going to help you with your relationship, this is going to help you in every area of your life. It is a life skill. It's a part of mastering yourself. It's a part of learning to be that inner parent that is calming down the anxious and scared parts of you. That's another thing that really helps me is thinking of the triggered or wounded parts of me as the little me from my childhood who doesn't know how to react in that given moment and is doing whatever she can to feel safe and to protect me. So that's an important piece too. You're not shaming these parts of you that have these wounds. 
You're not getting upset with yourself for being in a state of reaction because in that moment, that's all you know to do. You're just trying to survive. You're just trying to feel okay. You're actually doing an act of self-love, even though it sounds twisted because you don't have access to a different way yet. So give yourself tons of love, tons of kindness, tons of patience. That's the biggest thing. And take it one step at a time, one moment at a time. And every time that you create a different reaction, even if you're just 20% less emotional or reactive, that's a win. That's a step in the right direction and it's going to compound. Okay, that is all I have for you. I love you guys. I hope that this was a super helpful episode and you're walking away feeling like you have more tools in your tool belt for when these relationship wounds get activated. Remember that you have got this and you are a powerful creator. I'll see you guys next week.